you know, if you look at our growth, it's it's been fairly flat, but it's we're still getting an influx. We're just doing a uh, we're still struggling with figuring out how do we keep people. Which I think a lot of that is really just we we sold. You know, the, the it's it's such a new thing website personalization that a lot of people conceptually understand it, but it's not a priority for a lot of people. You are listening to conversations with Nathan Latka. Now, if you're hearing this, it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed. To subscribe, go to getlatka.com. When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like... Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We've got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. We want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Brennan Dunn. He's building a company called Write Message and is also the founder of DoubleYourFreelancing.com. Prior to that, he started and sold another SaaS company called PlanScope. All right, Brennan, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, let's do it. All right, tell us about Right Message. What's the company do? So Right Message originally started out as website personalization software. So the idea would be you could change content in your website based on who somebody is. And that, now we're kind of shifting more towards segmentation. So helping people understand who their audience is, what they need, what they want, or what, what they're looking for, and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're even now kind of going head on against like Sumo and OptiMonster by... Uh, coming up with call to action software that allows people to self-segment themselves. So why are they here? What do they need? Yep. What are they looking for? And then getting all that data to personalize content and along with getting it up to your email marketing software. Interesting. So are you, uh, uh, is it pure play SaaS or is there a consulting aspect of this? I mean, it, it, it is SaaS, but we have had people who've wanted it done for you. So we've done that kind of on the side, but it's by no means anything we really make public. Okay. So give me a general sense. I mean, if someone's going to sign up for this thing, is it the same pricing as kind of the opt-ins of the world? It's like 10, 20 grand, 20 uh, bucks a month? Uh, usually, well, our ARPU is about a hundred bucks a month, but okay. plans start at 30 and we have people paying in a few hundreds a month. So, so walk me through that, right? So why will someone pay a couple hundred versus 30? What do you upsell against? Depends on traffic. So the pricing is based on your total monthly uniques. So the more, the bigger your site, the more you pay. Why is it the right number? You know, we had Noah on when he was, you know, thinking a lot of, a lot of sumo product pricing and he really struggled with how, like what thing to price against. And I, yeah, I think right now he still is using website impressions, but it was by no means an easy choice and potentially not, I mean, it might, might, might change even. Yeah. I mean, we, to be honest, we just pick something to scale off of and that was it. Um, we don't really have, we, we, we do actually have two proper tiers, one of which lets you do full website personalization, the baseline tier lets you just do call to actions. So we do have separation there, but they are both ultimately still tied to uniques. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Give us some backstory here. When did you launch the company? We launched it January of 2017, I believe it was. Okay. 2017. Um, And do you remember how you got your first couple of customers? 
Yeah, we built up a list. So we um, basically were doing a lot of... We were sending out a lot of content just over email, telling people what we were building in the open. And then we did a big launch kind of info product style when we, when we went live, um, sold annual plans. That got us, I think, to about 8K MR or thereabouts, uh, pretty much a week into it. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, that's how we got the first. Uh, a lot of those people, frankly, came from... I'd been doing guest posting and podcasting and stuff on the topic. Uh, I spoke at a lot of events and that just kind of built up an audience of people who are eager for it. Well, how did you actually build that audience? So let's say a year before launch, you were speaking at an event. What would you do at the event to start building that wait list for, for right message? Yeah. So we did have a, we did, had a very simple sales page that was basically just a explainer of what we're building with an email opt-in. And what I would do is whenever I'd go on, whether it be on a stage or on a podcast or whatever, I would just point as many people to there. We didn't really have an incentive. I didn't have like an email course or a lead magnet of any sort. It was basically just a, if you like what, if you like what you just heard and you want to follow along with what we're building, go here. So we built up, a few, I think we were at 2000 or so when we launched. Okay. On, on your list. Yeah, on the list. Yeah. Okay. And then how did you engage? I imagine this $8,000 in MRR in sales, right? Or about, what is that? $96,000 in ARR. Um, yes. This came from your list plus affiliates or, or what were the other traffic no sources? affiliates. Yeah, it was 100% the list. Oh, just your 2,000 person list? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, interesting. Yeah. What price point did you pitch them on? So I believe our minimum, I don't remember exactly, but I think it was averaging about 800 for the year. So we, didn't, we had totally different pricing back then. Okay. Um, but we just sold annual packages with the promise that we would do concierge setup. So you buy a year up front and we'll work with you individually to get you set up. What was the, um, okay, what, what was the form factor with which you introduced this? Did you get them on a webinar or was it just an email send to a landing page? Yeah, it was all over email. Um, we just basically had a proper kind of time sensitive email campaign that went out. So Open we, and close I mean, card. It was coming. Correct. Yeah. I think it was about a week long that we opened that cart. Okay. Um, and people, I mean, it basically went from the only way to buy was upfront for a year uh, with the concierge. And then the second that ended, it just became monthly plans that people could sign up to on their own. Got it. So the communication was open cart now, concierge, 800 per year, close cart, and then you won't get any concierge set up. And then right. it basically launched, you know, whatever, 100 bucks a month. It becomes month. like a normal SaaS. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Good way to see the company. Now, have you continued to stay bootstrap or have you raised capital? We did raise some money. We raised about half a million from uh, people like Nathan Berry of ConvertKit, um, Anker of Teachable, uh, Pulsing, and others. Um, just friends of mine, frankly, who wanted to fund us. Mm -hmm. uh, we did that more for strategic purposes. So we integrate with ConvertKit. We also integrate with Drip and we raised from them too or from Rob Walling. Um, so we raised a bit of money just to kind of get, up, get us off the ground, but we're operating as bootstrappers. I mean, we're not chasing you know, the next round or anything like that. Right now, we're basically operating as bootstrappers who had some R&D money up front. Interesting. Okay, so half a million bucks raised. What did you do? Raise it on a safe or a convertible note or what? It was a safe. Yeah. Safe. Okay. Now, or have you got, have you spent that to the point now where you drove, drove enough growth where you're now break even again, profitable? Yes. So we are profitable at this point. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're just kind of slowly but surely growing. That's great. I mean, and when not, you say profitable, you talk, you're talking, you're talking like 10, like talking 10 grand a month in profit or hundred grand or what? No, I mean, we're, our total MR at the moment is 30 K a month. Our, okay. um, I mean, we're basically, our expenses are probably 20 K. So yeah. yeah, we're bringing about a 10 K a month profit. That's good. And how many customers today? Uh, just shy of 300. 300. Okay, great. Now, how are you getting new customers today? Obviously, you did the initial launch, but how are you adding them today? Mostly through content. Um, so, you know, a lot of uh, just basically writing articles, building up an email list, pitching them over email. 
What's your um, email list size at today? 6,000. 6,000. Okay. Now, are yeah. you blogging on your own platform or are you guest posting elsewhere? We are. We've done some guest posts, but for the most part, we're keeping it on our own site and then we'll effectively rewrite the article for someone else. Um, so, but we're starting it on our own site. Okay. Got it. So 300, you said you have about 300 customers right now at that hundred dollar ARPU. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So 30,000 bucks a month there. That's good. Now, where were you exactly a year ago in terms of MRR? Ooh, um, it's all on barometrics. <laughs> uh, it's, all, it's all open. So we are, if you go to our right message shop, barometrics.com, you can see everything. We are one of their open startups. Um, yeah, so you we're know just, off the top of your head, though, what the growth was. Yeah, I can tell you. Um, I mean, a year ago, we would have been, uh, what were we? Let me just run the report. We're yeah, 17,000. Yeah. 17. Yep. Yep, yep. Yeah, this is good. Now, so now that I have the link, I'm also running a report, so this is great. Yeah, you were at uh, uh, right around 17,100-ish. Yep. Um, but there was a dip because you were doing in August 2018 about $21,000 per month. What, 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 tell me about churn. The, the big churn issue for us was we were selling personalization software. People bought into it, but you can't personalize without segmentation. So a lot of these companies came on board and they realized they didn't have the data that they needed to accurately personalize a sales page. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a good amount of people who came on and we just frankly weren't doing enough to help them segment. So that's when we started shifting towards tooling that would help people understand better who their audience is so that they could then personalize the content to them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, for instance, we would allow, we, we sold the, the software telling people, yeah, if they're in a certain industry, you can show social proof from that industry. But the biggest issue was, well, we don't know what industry our people are email reader, you know, subscribers are in. So what we started to do was build kind of attribution software on top of right message that would allow you to, people to self-segment themselves into, you know, hey, welcome to our site. What industry are you in? Why are you here? Uh, what's your job role? You know, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And all that data would get pushed up to their CRM. So then when they're back on the site in the future, we could then make it so whether it be a marketing, you know, the marketing site or a specific sales page or whatever could be tailored to reflect who they are. Yep. That, okay. This all makes good sense, right? So, so when you do look at what your revenue churn was over the past 12 months, what would you put it at? Um, again, I'm going to defer to Barometrics. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, I mean, Barometrics is saying uh, over the last year, revenue churned 16%. Again, I, we're, we're still, to be honest with you, we're still so like individually attentive to more qualitative stuff that I'm not putting too much stock into, um, you know, things like churn percentages or whatnot just yet. We're still really focused on understanding what are we selling? How do we best sell it? And so on. Because we have been we have been kind of plateauing for a few months where we've tried to figure out how do we best sell the new direction of the product. And we've been getting plenty of customers coming in, but we're also losing losing other customers too. So, you know, if you look at our growth, it's it's been fairly flat, but it's we're still getting an influx. We're just doing a, uh, we're still struggling with figuring out how do we keep people, um, which I think a lot of that is really just, we, we sold, you know, the, the, it's, it's such a new thing, website personalization that a lot of people conceptually understand it, but it's hard to, it's not a priority for a lot of people. Right. Yeah. So, you want so it, I mean, what do you, you mentioned getting new customers, right? So when you look at your fully weighted CAC to get a new hundred dollar a month plan, what are you spending to get that customer? We haven't spent a dime on any hard Costs like acquisition costs. Well, it's fully all. weighted, fully weighted though, right? So, including you know, if you're spending your time doing sales, customer support, any commissions, you know, from reps. Yeah, I mean, we don't. So we aren't um, in terms of sales. We don't have any salespeople. It's okay. just myself, co-founder, and uh, we have a part-time designer. 
Um, so, so I mean, four we're people not on really... the team. Uh, three people, yeah. Three. Okay, got it. Yep. And sorry, who's doing the engineering? The co-founder, Shy. Oh, uh, got it. Okay, so there's yeah. so it's it's a one, one you know two co-founders. You're the business guy. He or she or Kai. He or she is the Shy. engineer. Yeah, he. Uh, yep. He's the engineer, and then you've got a designer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we're not really. I mean, to be honest with you, we're not. We're. I don't know what our overhead is in that sense for getting a new customer, for instance. I mean, well, it's, just I mean it's your time. You're spending your time blogging, podcasting, I'm, you know, etc. Yeah, correct. Yeah. I mean, we're both sharing support, but I'm focused on growth. He's focused on product. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, you could take essentially assume your entire salary was dedicated towards CAC divide by new customers per month and kind of back into something. But Absolutely. to your point, the cohort, it's very early. Correct. Yep. So, yep. so how do you go, you know, if we talk a year from now, how do you go from 30 grand a month to 60? So what we're focused on now is once we figure out, so we've been doing a lot of more manual selling. So a lot of our customers have come through just a lot of kind of like educational stuff that we've been doing on the back end. So articles, case studies, us talking to them. Um, what we're really trying to do is, I, I wouldn't say that we've hit product market fit in the sense that we have a really good way, a compelling way of showing somebody why they should switch from, say, Sumo or OptiMonster or whoever to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're working on that. And um, long-term, our goal uh, in the next year is just going to be to continue, continue. I mean, that's what we're... You know, Shai's actually here in Virginia this week. He lives in London. And um, we've been just heads down talking with customers, trying to really figure out that positioning so that we can hopefully get to the point where we can be past this learning stage and really start to buckle down on... Can, can money accelerate your learning? Are you looking at potentially raising capital now to run some experiments? I think the problem is the while we did raise money and we, we had a, a bigger team who was more helping with the R&D, like building out the product and everything else... We were burning a lot of money, but pointing in the right, wrong direction, I think. So, you know, while I, I don't, I wouldn't want us to throw money at the problem until we know how to best solve that problem, if that makes sense. Like, well, but yeah, so but that's, that's part of it. That you see that this chicken egg, egg, egg game happens all the time, though, right? It, usually what right. you see is whoever runs the most tests the fastest wins because they find the winner quicker. Right? So it's always a balance of like who can increase their testing velocity. And sometimes money is the answer to that. Sometimes it's just creativity. You don't know what you would test. Yes. Yeah. So I think like to answer, I mean, to, to answer the question full circle, I think that we wouldn't, we wouldn't raise money at this point or scale the team at this point because I think we're so right now, we're so individually tr- working together with our current customer base base and subscriber base to figure out positioning wise, are we in the right place or do we still have some adjustments that need to be made? Um, and it, for me at least, seeking new money or seeking you know, more people to help would be more of a distraction at, at the moment, at least. And I'm, I mean, let me, be, let, me be, let me give like a real example, right? Like churn's an issue, right? A lot of times churn's an issue because the onboarding is weak, right? So you need more engineers to get more onboarding tweaks done quicker, more A-B test launch, you know, th- things fixed right. in the product. You have one engineer as your co-founder right now, right? So like, w- why would you not be more aggressive and go try and accelerate your learning curve on onboarding so you can decrease churn? I mean, it's, it's really just a matter, I, I think for us, and um, again, I don't know if how we're doing it is the right way in that sense, but for, for us at least... The we've spent a lot of money um, and, and time on building. Have out. you burned through the five hundred? We've burned through a good amount. We have about okay. fifty left. Okay, fair so, enough. You have runway. 
Um, yeah, we've got. And that's and the actual. Not, that's the actual story here, right? Is you're managing basically close. I mean, you've you've got 20k of expenses, 30, you know, 50 grand in the bank, and you're doing 10k and kind of profit per month. You need to really kind of manage this. Bringing on a full time employee at 80 grand a year is not going to be a good use of your money. That that's exactly it. Yeah, I mean, when we get to the point where we're bringing 20, 30k profit a month, and assuming no more expenses up until then. Um, then yeah, that's when we're going to, we were just talking at lunch, uh, about an hour ago, shine myself about exactly that. Would you um, ever raise debt capital so you guys can preserve your equity, but give you some more runway to run some experiments? I'm not sure. Um, to be honest, I've always been a bootstrapper. So the whole money thing is still relatively new to me, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, so, you know, I'm, and again, I, this could be something that we're making a mistake at, but I'm very focused right now on. Uh, not not trying to think in terms of chasing capital, whether it be debt capital or raising another, say, safe round or whatever else. I don't even know if you can do that after you've uh, done all this stuff, to be honest. But um, yeah, I mean, right now, I'm just trying... The, the two of us are focused on trying to reposition ourselves the way we need to be because I don't think we're there yet. And then once we get there and once we start to see the churn issues being eliminated. And we know, we know why we're churning. It's, it's an education problem. We've asked people, we've talked to people. And what we're being told again and again is we, we completely 100% believe in the outcome that you're promising us, but we need help on the strate- strategic side. Like how do we actually go about setting things up correctly with the software? So that's the big thing that we're trying to tackle at this point. Um, and I, I would just be very hesitant, if, if that makes sense, to like, you know, raise money and then throw money at solving that largely education problem that we have, I think. Well, that, yeah, I mean, that basically says you don't know how to solve the education problem. Like if you had a hunch of how to solve it, you would de- directly correlate how to spend money to solve it faster. Right? What I'm actually hearing you right. say is you're not quite sure how to solve it. So you don't know what you would spend money on to dec- dec- decrease churn. Exactly. It. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. If someone offered you 700,000 bucks all cash up front to sell the company, so $200,000 more than you raised, you'd probably split it amongst the three of you guys. Would you sell the company? Um, probably not, to be honest. Why? I just, this is, um, you know, I have another business that I, I run kind of on the side that has been taking care of me for the last seven years now. And this is Brandon, you know, Brandon, this is, see, now we're getting the issue. See, you have a safety net, so you don't have to be aggressive with the right message. Right message does not have to work for you to be comfortable. Yeah. I mean, there is a degree of truth to that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Why yeah. not be a pirate? Why not cut your safety nets? That'll force yourself to be a little nervous. And that yeah. nervousness, that energy you'll harness into making right message way more successful. Well, that's, that's exactly what we're... I, so right now, as of actually this week my last commitments to the other company in terms of active commitments are finalized. Oh, very good. So now I am, you know, you caught me at a good time. And that's why Shai's here in the States this week is we're planning out, all right, how are we going to be... You know, so you're going to stop taking salary from whatever this other company is. You're going to really be Correct. like all in on right message. That's it. That's yep. a big so step, Brennan. Can, by the way, congratulations for, for facing I mean, it head on and doing it. I mean, that's a big one. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something I, uh, just talking to people like Nathan Barrier, a good friend of mine, I mean, he was at the same point with ConvertKit where he was splitting his time. And when he went all in on ConvertKit, that's when everything started to work out. So yeah, I mean, I think it was Heaton Shaw who had a come to Jesus moment with him. Uh, They're all, all those folks are good people to hang out with. So let's wrap up here with the famous five. Quick answers if you can. Number one, favorite business book. 
favorite business book. Um, I don't read a lot of business or books. Book, or book in general. Uh, all right, book. Um, Theotetus by uh, Plato. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, CEO. Uh, definitely follow people like Nathan Berry. Um, Barry, I really like how he's running ConvertKit. Um, so I'd, I'd say him. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building right message? Um, like collaboration tool or, or practically? Any, any like, tool, any tool you use. I've been really enjoying Notion. I know yeah. a lot of people are. So, yeah. Number three or four, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? Eight or nine. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Married, two kids. Two kids. You got a full house, man. Yeah. All right. And how old are you? I'm 35. 35. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Oh, God. Honestly, I uh, I dropped out of school to start a business. I kind of wish I would have stayed in just because I'm not going to get that time again. Yep. Jumped Guys, first. There you have it. Right message, betting on personalization, about 300 customers paying hundred bucks a month, doing $30,000 a month right now in revenue up from $17,000 a month just a year ago. So nice growth, but they have churn problems here. Brennan's working on solving this with his founders, three people on the team right now, one designer, two co-founders, $500,000 raised. They are profitable. So $20,000 total expenses, $10,000 per month in profit. Again, as they look to figure out how can they scale with decreased churn, get their product in the right place. And most importantly, get the thought leadership education perspective right with these customers. Brennan, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan.